Um, tonight we're going to look at Daniel's 70 weeks, and you may think, why do we need to know about this? And um, I hope that it will give you a greater appreciation for the Word of God. It will give you a greater enthusiasm for the reality of prophecy. Let's just um, let's just say if you knew someone that predicted what would happen. 173,888 days into the future, and it happened exactly as they said, you'd probably sit up and take notice and say, wow. Well, in Daniel chapter 9, if you'll turn there, um, Daniel had been praying for Israel He had acknowledged the nation's sin. Um, Incidentally, I handed this sheet out last week. How many of you brought your, how many of you brought your homework back this week? Okay. It wasn't homework. How many of you need one of these? Um, Andrew, I left them on my desk. I think there's some. So when he gets back, we'll, um, We'll have you raise your hand and and we'll get these to you. But Daniel had been praying for Israel. He was acknowledging the nation's sins against God and was asking God for mercy. And it was in the midst of this. And this this is why it's so important, as we mentioned this morning, to seek after God and to plead for God's mercies, even for our own land, because God has a special heart for those that are are pleading for the mercies of God. And in the midst of this, then the angel Gabriel appeared. If you would raise your hand, if you want the angel, I mean, if you want um, the sheet that we're handing out, Um, Raise your hand and um, they'll get you one of these. And in this was given one of the most important, significant, and detailed prophecies of Jesus Christ found in the Old Testament and, and nearly found ever. And... In verse 24, I'll begin reading, and we'll read down through the end of the chapter. And um, in verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Seventy weeks are determined for your people. This is is Gabriel speaking to Daniel. And said, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know, therefore, and understand that 
from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the sixty-two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. And you might say, wow. Well, we hope to walk through some of this to give you a little clearer understanding and to encourage us in the fact of what has happened What is going to happen? We've printed this out. We're not going to follow this exactly tonight, but we give it to you so that that you have it and can read over it. Now, this prophecy is is given, and we'll we'll kind of come back and and walk through some of this. But just um, just to help us to understand this Daniel's seventy weeks. There is a period of, of seven weeks. It's divided up into three periods that it mentioned here. A period of seven weeks, a period of 62 weeks, and then another period of one week. And the, the weeks are, um, the 77s are decreed, are weeks of years. This would then be a total of 490 years, 49 here, 434 here, and 7 there would be a total of 490 years. This prophecy is given to Daniel, and oftentimes, as in prophecies, it is given and it's like looking over um, mountain ranges. How many of you have been out west to the Rocky Mountains? How many have been out there? Okay. You look at the mountain ranges and you'll see peaks and you think, okay, let's go to the second peak. And you don't realize the deep valleys that are between the first peak and the second peak. And you don't realize there may be other peaks, lower peaks between the first peak and the second peak. And in prophecy, especially to the Israelites, It was given, and they saw what only pertained to Israel. So they saw the forty, the um, the seventy weeks. They saw this section. They saw this section, and these would be like the two mountain peaks, so to speak. But they did not see this section, which is the present church age, the age that we are living in. And as we go through this, hopefully it will, it will help clear some things up. But what was the purpose of this 70 weeks, of this prophecy that was given to Daniel? It mentions in verse 24, 
Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. And then he goes in and he says, this is, first of all, to finish the transgression. Finish the transgression refers to the Jews' rejection of God. The Hebrew word translated transgression denotes an idea of rebellion, and the rebellion of the Jewish people is their rejection of Jesus as their Messiah. So one of the, one of the things that was involved in this 70 weeks or 490 years would be the rejection of the Messiah. The second one is to put an end to sin, to make an end to sin. Um, the word translated sin here refers to the sins of daily life, sins of dishonesty and immorality. The end of sin will occur at the time when the Jews accept Messiah and his earthly reign begins in righteousness. Now, we know that has not happened. There has not come an end of sin. Just look in the mirror and you'll see that there has not been an end of sin. I'm not saying you're sin ugly. I'm just saying we're sinners, okay? Another purpose, to finish the transgression, right there in verse 44, to make an end of sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity. The atonement, to make reconciliation for the iniquity, the atonement for Israel's sin is the third thing that will happen during Daniel's 70 a week. And the atonement, of course, occurred when Jesus shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the world. But that atonement will not actually be applied to the Jews as a a nation until they appropriate that in accepting Jesus as their Messiah. Salvation is the same throughout, accepting Jesus Christ. So the atonement for sin has been made. The, then it says, it will bring in everlasting righteousness. To bring in everlasting righteousness. This undoubtedly refers to the establishment of Messiah's earthly reign when the earth will be flooded with peace and righteousness and justice, and um, God will reign and bring in everlasting righteousness. The fifth achievement is to seal up the vision, to seal up vision and prophecy. This is the fifth achievement will be a fulfillment of all prophecy concerning the Messiah. When Jesus Christ came, there were many, many prophecies that were fulfilled. But there are many prophecies concerning Jesus Christ that have not yet been fulfilled. In this 490-year period dealing with Israel, all the prophecies of Jesus Christ will be fulfilled. So, that tells you that immediately there's part of this 490-year period that has not happened yet because all the prophecies have not been fulfilled. We'll touch on that a little more. Um, All the prophecies will be fulfilled, 
when the Jews accept him and he returns to reign over the world from Mount Zion in Jerusalem. The final one is, it says, and to anoint the most holy place, the most holy one. Um, uh, some scholars say it refers to the most holy one. Some say the place. Either way, the anointing will not take place until the Lord returns in response to the national repentance of the Jews. So you can see, of those six things in verse 24, some have already happened, some have not yet happened. And as we said, Daniel said that, or Gabriel said to Daniel in Daniel's prophecy that this period would be divided into three periods, 49 years, and then a period of 62 weeks, 62 times 7 is 434 years, and then one final week of seven years. He states that the end of the first two periods, you notice verse 25, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, until the Messiah, the Prince, there shall be seven weeks, that's the one group of seven weeks, and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times, and after the sixty-two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off. When was Messiah cut off? Messiah was cut off at the crucifixion. So the crucifixion marks the end of the 62 weeks. From the prophecy of rebuilding Jerusalem that was given until the time of Jesus Christ's crucifixion, until the time of his ministry, of his appearing here, makes up the 62 weeks. Now we have this parenthesis here. You've heard us say before that um, it's like God's dealing with Israel has been put on the sidetrack, if you would, on the rail line. And we know from, from studying the Bible that he came unto his own and his own received him not. And then, Romans tells us that because of their rejection, the Gentiles were grafted in. We were brought in, and the gospel was given so that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's exactly what hap- is happening right here in this age. There is a prophetic gap in the 70 weeks of Daniel. The 70 weeks of Daniel will pick up again when the church is raptured and then God will begin finishing what he said he would do in Daniel 9.24. He will fulfill the commands that were given and, and bring the prophecies to completion and fruition And yet we know that there still remains one week, which makes up seven years, which the tribulation period is made up of how many years? Seven years. 
We know Revelation tells us this. Revelation tells us in the middle of the seven years that there will be an abomination of desolation. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27, it says there will arise up a prince and he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. We're going to get into it in our study in prophecy, but Antichrist shows up here and one of the first things he does, he makes a peace compact with all the world. He brings peace. That's what he's talking about. He shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. And then notice what it says. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. At the beginning of the tribulation period, Antichrist will make a covenant. There will be peace in, um, in the Middle East. And the Jews will be able to sacrifice, make their sacrifices in the temple. They've already put together all the, the instruments that are needed for temple sacrifice. What is needed for temple sacrifice is also a red heifer. And um, they are diligently searching for... A red heifer, you might have it right on your property. If you do, they can't have one hair, any other color. If you do, you will be a rich man. So you better keep an eye on it. But they, they honestly, I just read this last week, they may believe they have found that. All these, all these come into play of things that will take place right here. In the first three and a half years, they will reinstitute the offerings of sacrifices. But then, in Daniel's day, Gabriel said to Daniel, in the middle of that seven years, there will be the abomination of desolation, the covenant will be broken, and um, there will be severe judgment and troubling a time of Jacob's trouble. As we go on in our study and prophecy, we'll look at that more. So, people say, oh, you can't understand prophecy. What Daniel said, what Daniel received in Daniel chapter 9, and what we read in Revelation about a seven-year period of tribulation, about in the middle, at the beginning, there will be a covenant. In the middle, it will be broken. It matches up Revelation to Daniel. It, it matches up hand in glove. They're in total agreement. So that we know what Daniel received in prophecy, much of it has already happened, but there is also much of it that has not happened, and it will be. All those six things that we mentioned will be fulfilled during or at the end of, of this tribulation period or the 70th week of Daniel. So, as, as complex as it may be, and we're just giving a, a brief, quick flyover of this, but there are, there are several things that it should, um, impact us with. Number one, we should, the, the deeper you get into the Word of God, the more you come to realize the Word of God is a supernatural book. The prophecy of Daniel 
was written years and years and years before the book of Revelation was written. And John did not sit down and dream this up from Daniel. The prophecy of Daniel was written, and it prophesied the coming of Jesus Christ. It said that he would be cut off. It said that this would be fulfilled. He would make atonement for sin. I mean, the Bible clearly points to everything that Jesus Christ is is the Messiah, and it ought to encourage us, wow, this book is far greater than I ever imagined. It is it is supernatural. It is God-breathed. It is the Word of God. It should also make us to realize that God's plan is very precise. You've heard at Christmas, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a virgin. Do you understand the fullness of time? God had the time already set. And in the fullness of time, at the end of the seven weeks and the 62 weeks, God sent forth His Son. How precise can God get? And it ought to encourage us, at the fullness of time, and God knows the time, He is coming again. And... He came at the fullness, the exact time, his first coming, his second coming as well. And nothing, nothing is going to stop God's plan. Uh, A week ago, we looked at at Psalm 33. And I was reminded of that as, as we were thinking about this. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. It doesn't matter what the United Nations decides. It doesn't matter what our presidents decide. It doesn't matter what any man decides. God, in his time, is going to return again. He's going to start this seven-year period of tribulation that... Lord willing, in the next few weeks, we're going to get in and look and see exactly what takes place in that seven-year period of tribulation. Nothing is going to stop God's plan. Nothing ever has stopped it. If, if you go back through history, we saw the video tonight about um, I was born to hate Jews. Satan has always been out to destroy the seed that would provide redemption for us. He's always been out to destroy it, and um, he's never been able to. He's not going to be able to stop God's plan. And, and yet, at the same time, in understanding these things, it is very troubling for the Jews. Number one, they do, the average Jew does not believe the Messiah has come. The Messiah has come. He has come, and the Bible clearly proves it. And this is what is ahead for Israel. It is a, it is a very, very troubling time. But in understanding, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, 
as some men count slackness. In other words, God does not just make a promise. Oh, I forgot I made that promise. When God promises something, he's going to fulfill it. And in Daniel's prophecy, he promised that he was going to do those six things. He has not fulfilled all of those, and he will fulfill them. He said it will take place in the 70 weeks of Daniel. There are people that say the 70 weeks of Daniel have already been fulfilled, um, have already, there, it's passed. You, you can't, um, in good conscience say that because what he said in verse 24 would take place during the 70 weeks has not taken place. So we know that there, there is another week and he, he told us there'll be a, a week at the beginning, seven weeks, 62 weeks, and then standing all by itself would be this one week, the tribulation period. So, bottom line in all of this, our faith should really be strengthened. Daniel, we think of Daniel, we think of Daniel in the lion's den. We think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But there are, in the book of Daniel, exceeding great prophecies that oftentimes we overlook. And in understanding these, it makes us see the Bible is not just a conglomeration of various books that don't fit together. No, they are very well-defined and a unit and a unity. And if, if it's a problem that, well, this doesn't seem to fit with this in my mind. The problem is not in the Bible. The problem is in our mind. And the secret things belong to the Lord. But the things that we do know should have an impact on us. So this really ought to encourage us and build us up in our faith to think, wow, God prophesied. 173,888 days, and in the fullness of time, Christ came. Wow. So everything that he's saying is going to happen here, he's going to fulfill it. And we can trust God's word for what he says for us today. And it ought to cause great rejoicing in our heart. It ought to give us a real burden to understand that there are people that we are living with that if the Lord were to come today, they immediately would be thrust into the period of the seven-year period of tribulation, which this world has never seen anything like it. And we'll get into that later. But let's stand together and sing hymn number 292, The Bible Stands Like a Rock Undaunted. It ought to encourage us. It ought to build our faith to understand the Bible stands like a rock undaunted. We'll sing this and uh, 